It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Play Action Pass podcast. We're back. We had a week off, uh, but we are back and we are back to talk about week seven um, fantasy takeaways. And I'm joined as always by the dream duo is Tony and Rob. Tony taking a break from a busy day in the office, suited yeah. and booted to, uh, to join us. How are you both doing? Very good. Uh, happy to have another show. We've missed a week. Uh, feels like most of my fancy players missed a week as well, but we'll get into all that, I'm sure. Yeah, we're at that point in the season where, you know, people start to give up. I've given up. We had a very depressing conversation <laughs> Monday morning, Tony, before the week even ended. But we're not oh, giving up. Yeah, we're not giving up. We can't give up. up. You can't give up. We can't give up. Until it's mathematically impossible. That's when you do that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, how are you doing, Rob? Fresh from from a Greg's. Yeah, fresh from a Greg's. Yeah, getting my uh, health levels to uh, <laughs> to a good standard. The key, man. The key. We'll get them as a sponsor one day, and then you can oh, you know nice eat all you want. Uh, imagine <laughs> yeah. that. That's the dream, really. That's the dream. That's why we do it. Um, but yeah, so like we mentioned, we weren't uh, we didn't have a Friday show, so we'll kick off with Thursday night football, uh, which was the return of D Hop. It was uh, the Cardinals beating like, the Saints. So yeah, Tony, you first. Let's have your fancy takeaway. Oh, I thought it was a really good game, um, and there was quite a lot of fantasy relevancy here that I thought um, we're talking about. Basically, uh, the Saints' run defense. Um, most of the uh, usually we have a look at the Saints' defense as a, as a good team to guard away from the running back. Being a Benjamin went off on this one for 92 yards on the ground, and obviously he got through the air. Um, as well, so that was interesting to see for those who plugged Eno in, and yeah, Hopkins came back and, and got 14 targets, which hurts everyone else on the team, including Ertz. Um, it'd be interesting to see going forward if that continues with Ertz and Hopkins. So yeah, keep an eye on that. And Alave, uh, yeah, absolute stud, 14 14 targets again, clear number one on that offense, no matter what the who the quarterback is. Yeah, Rob, agree with that? Yeah, yeah, not much else to add other than that, uh, yeah, Hopkins. I, the only thing I would say about Hopkins, he didn't seem to be taking Brown's uh, sort of routes, doing the routes of, um, mm-hmm. that he used to last year, so it's quite close to the scratch. Um, so if you've got if you've got Marquis, obviously he's not going back to later in the season, but I think they'll, they'll play a slightly different role, but obviously both will be affected by the target. So this is probably the seed in for Hopkins as far as targets. It's just whether we get it ends All right, then moving on to the Browns and the Ravens. Uh, another return here, Gus Edwards, Gus the Bass coming back uh, with 16 touches. Uh, do you first, Rob, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so this was, um, it was a bit of a slow, slowish game for me. Not, not, um, not a big fan. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think I've had a lot of you know um, concerns about Lamar Jackson um, and whether he is a, an elite quarterback in in a fantasy space. So you know he's had he's only scored like just under eleven points this week. Um, I think I think the problem with Lamar is it, it, it always goes back to his passing. He, you know he's not he's not very efficient. He doesn't seem to. His receivers in the game. He hasn't got much weapons to, to, to be fair to him. Mark Andrews only had it. Do you have a zero? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, that's a zero. Um, yeah, a zero point. Yeah. So, and I think Bateman, I, I'm not sure about Bateman. I think I've been off him most of the season. He's, I think he's just a low end number three receiver. I think he dropped a couple of uh, chances for a touchdown. Um, he's a stretcher of the field, but I think, I think it's a downgrade from Marcus Brown himself. But obviously, you know, it's his, it's his second year. He's been out. He's been out a while. So, so yeah, I think Bateman is yeah, not really sure to say much about him. But yeah, back to Lamar. Just yeah, I, I think you know he's a, maybe a buy low dynasty. Um, if people are sort of worried about him, um, he hasn't got no, a contract. I'm, I'm, yeah, so yeah. I agree. I think he's a buy low. Yeah, because he could. He might not stay with the Ravens. You know, if they don't, if they don't give him the contract, then he'll be on his bike and he'll he'll go somewhere else. So I think they can obviously extend him to another year. Is he on the fit? Did you get the fifth year option then? I can't remember. It's first round. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, 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 you might have to do that, but you might get disgruntled and you might want to 
force his way out. But overall, yeah, Jackson, I think he's been disappointed. I think we can all say that, but you, he's not the sort of player you want to sit. Um, he's off a full 50. So, yeah, and then we have side Chubb, yeah, back to his ways had a bit of an off last week, uh, but 16 carries. I think Hunt's probably the one who's struggling at the moment. I think everyone pre-season was saying he was a good complement, a good RB2-3. But at the moment, his usage is just not there. Um, got seven points, had five carries. He's not getting perception. Um, they're looking elsewhere. They're looking at Jones and not really as effective as they have in the past. So, so yeah, unfortunately, Hunt is, is um, he's on down arrow and Chubb. So he's still top. Yeah, Tony, anything to add to that? No, I mean, I think, I think Lamar is a buy low. Don't panic on Andrews, definitely. Donovan Peoples-Jones should be added everywhere. And Joku's tight end targets are going to go to Harrison Bryant, who's not a bad streamer this week, I would say, in Joku's absence. The perfect one for me to look at personally. So I did <laughs> You've lost the Joker. Yeah. I know. Um, just to add to the woes. Moving on to, to Tampa Bay then. Sorry, story day for those guys against uh, the Panthers. I mean, you can't beat the Panthers in the, in the current state they are. And things aren't great. Obviously, Mike uh, Evans juggling it and then throwing it away really early. Uh, Tony, you first. What are your takeaways from this one? Well, I couldn't believe it really. Um, but PJ Walker looked really good. That's the first thing I would say in this game. Um, and he's got Atlanta next. I've had a look. So that is a really viable streamer, I would say, for anyone uh, who needs a quarterback in week eight. Um, Hubbard and Foreman. Foreman uh, let's go to those two first. So I thought they both split. Uh, I've, I've had a quick look. I think Hubbard was actually in more plays until his ankle injured. Looked like Foreman picked fourth quarter touches, but both can probably be played against Atlanta easily again you, you want to target that defense we just saw what joe burrow and mixon and all those did to atlanta dj moore roberto i'll leave that one for you uh, if you're going to trust them again but again atlanta's not a bad team on the other side we need to we need to talk about what's happening with the bucks because they are a mess roberto touched it on a couple of weeks ago he said about the third receivers are going to be viable with a team that don't really look that good and want to run the ball but actually they just look a mess across the board so gauge can't be trusted um I think Rashad White got an even touch before now. I think that's had something to do with the Thursday night game as well, which they're playing Thursday this week, short week for Lenny. But White's not a bad flex anymore. Um, and Brady, I don't think you can trust. He, he can go to the wire, in my opinion, in one quarterback leagues. But that's just my opinion. Well, yeah, what a statement. Shame to see Rob follow that. Oof, that's some, yeah, some cool statements there. Yeah. I, I mean, just to go back, a couple of things I'd probably disagree with. Uh, uh, is a PJ. I don't think he's a viable street next against the Falcons. I think that's going to be a bit of a drag and, and heavy and heavy game. Um, obviously, running backs usage for Carolina was good. They looked sprightly, um, and yeah, they, I, I think flexi plays uh, upside. But I, yeah, I just I think Walker. I had him one drop last dynasty, but yeah, he had a good game against it. it, it for me, it was more of a you're just marking the calendars and upset again. But I, I don't think Caroline is viable for me. Um, and then on, yeah, DJ Moore, I think it's, it's worked out well for him in the end. I think if they don't trade him, he's going to be, you know, uh, a solid wide receiver three with some wide receiver two upside. The targets are going to be there as we see this week. Got, a, got in the end zone, which is great. Um, but going forward, you can expect maybe six to eight um, targets, receptions, both hopefully. Um, and it, it'll, it'll just be another one of those years where the touchdowns just it's not it's not going to be there. But if you get a thousand yards by the end of the season, you'll be okay. Um, and then you know have a look at the off season for dynasty. And then on Brady again, I disagree. I think the 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 team is a mess. I agree with that. I I don't think you can you should be dropping Brady in one quarterback leagues. You'd have to have it depends what sort of what sort of team structure we're talking twelve man. Um, we've, Good players and deep and deep rosters. I think he he pushed a drop. D. 
But uh, how is he going? How is he going to turn around then with Brady? Well, I think because he's got no rushing. He's got no, no rushing. No, no, I agree. That. But the so running depends on mess. Yeah, the running yes. a mess. No, no, I, I mean with his leg as well. Oh I yeah, but he's never had that. I think the, the big thing for me is Brady. If, if like Matt said at the beginning of the the game, if Evans catches that bobbler, then yeah. Brady, then Brady's numbers are really good. He's had he's had, a, he's had three just under three hundred yards. That's probably three hundred sixty yards with a touchdown. It's probably a completely different game. So, you know, it hasn't and, and, Matt would have, and Matt would have got the win this week. So <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. I, I think you should, you've got to hold him another week. I think if it's another bad week, um, then yeah, maybe, maybe have a look at dropping him. But I, I can't see that. And then the running game is just a mess. Um, they can't run the ball. Uh, you know, the, the carries now are becoming 50-50, But that's not great for. I, I can't see White as a flex until unless Fournette comes down. And, and Lenny's been so good with you know, receptions, and they they sort of um, tallied off this week, so we had a game. So, so yeah, it's not good things for the for the um, for the Bucks, but you know it may be. Um, I don't know if it's a get right, get right game they got this week. They, I haven't seen this week. Baltimore, Baltimore on a short yeah. week. Okay, and Baltimore not great. Um, so they're playing Thursday night. Yeah, it could be could be a slugfest, or it could be a point score, but yeah. I think you've got to just wait one more week with the with the Bucks to see if they get it right. You know, you've got to trust the goats to get it right. Uh, they don't. All right then. Um, good stuff. The, the Falcons versus the Bengals. Bengals uh, smash this one five seventeen. Rob, have your takeaway. Yeah, so I talked about Daniel offline about this one. I think uh, this this week, based on the game script. The way it went, Bengals went up really early with a long play burrow. This was the perfect opportunity for the Falcons to change game script and try and throw the ball. They didn't do it. Um, they were they were behind the whole game. They were behind double digits at one stage. And Mariota only threw thirteen times. So I can't see how that's ever going to change unless the coach is fired. Um, record of three and four. That isn't happening yet. Um, and I can't see a change of quarterback yet. So we go back to Pitts again. What do you do with him? I've got him. I should drop him. Um, the problem is there's not much else on the wire. But you know he's he's not even he's not even viable at four points. He's having five looks, three out of five catches. He's not even a streamable tight end. So I worry. And same with Drake London. You know, but I think if you go back to week one, week two, everyone buzzing dynasty. Get you couldn't get Drake for anybody. Now it's probably a window for people to go buy low because if this offense continues to lose, then obviously next season it's going to be stronger and he is a very good player. So, but yeah. starting in redraft, yeah, but starting in redraft, you just can't start these guys. I, I do want to pit some. So, he had one deep throw to the pylon in the end zone. He had one play in the end zone where he got pass interference and he had one in the end zone which was one inch away. For a tight end, that's three looks in the end zone. That's pretty good for a tight end. You're not going to find a better tight end who gets three red zone looks like that. I mean, that was just one drive. I didn't even see the rest of it. I'm sure you might have had another one. But I'm more worried about London than Pitts. Like, let, me, let me just put that out there. Yeah. But I think I think this is the best game script they're going to have all season, though. Yeah. And more than likely. And, 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 they're only having four, and they're only having four points. And he's only, he's only caught yeah. three out of five. They're just, they're just not throwing enough. I mean, statistically, I, I mean, I've listened to other pods, and they, statistically, this... This will be an all-time low uh, of attempts of throw by Mario you know, this year mm. for the Falcons. So you hope things things will change second half, but uh, it's it's incredibly bad. And then obviously the Bengals. I don't know if you want to cover them. Complete Don't. opposite. And they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They throw in they're in shotgun. They throw in five spread or whatever. Tyler Boyd's getting on it as well. Probably hurts Higgins, you know, because there's more Chase is going to get his because he can do the, the stuff after the catch, as we all know. Um, but Higgins relies on big plays, really, because um, he can't turn them into it, really, with, with his yak. So, yeah, Boyd's come. You're still going to play them all. You're going to play them all. Um, and it's great news for Burrow. He's probably looking like easily, you know, top five quarterback rest of the season. Hard to say. No, that's not going to happen. I think they switched down there. They switched the offense back to what it was at the end of last year. They've gone early this time. Um, is it the same message? And I think yeah. the only thing about Mixon, I think still get. I think he's a still a low, uh, high end yeah. RB two with some point, point upside. No, I think, yeah. So if you believe he's not going to get injured, you should buy Mixon. 
because the offense is going to get better and they're not going to throw. We say they're not going to throw that much, but they have been successful. But actually, a good offense equals a good output for the running back. So it's good news for Wixon that Bengals are playing well, I think. But he's got he's an injury waiting to happen. So Piran should be should be rostered in all leagues probably. Yeah. Um all right, moving on to Dak Prescott's return then for the Cowboys. Uh beat night Detroit disappointing from the from the Lions. Tony, you first takeaways. Well, it could have been worse for Prescott because I think he got a touchdown in the last minute of a game where they were we were up. They could have kneeled down at the end. Yeah. So he got an extra four or five points for you. Without that, he's looking at a terrible output, really. And he he doesn't look like I don't know. He, he he had a couple of years where you could say right, he is a top top quarterback throwing the ball. But his rushing yards have gone completely, probably because of the injuries. So they you know he stopped all that. Well, I would say though, Detroit had nothing in this game. Dallas' defense looks elite. So, you know, if that's the game script going forward, then where's Dak's points going to come from if he's not rushing, if he's not throwing? Um, I do worry about Dak Prescott, but I'm less worried about Prescott than Brady, for example. Um, so, yeah. Rob, anything to add to that? No, I think we said, again, we said offline Prescott. I've never been a big believer of him. Um, I don't think he's in the top echelon quarterbacks. Um, though I will say, I did, I did hear something online, um, which was a good point, that the, the Dallas defense is so good that it's going to hurt the offense, as, you know, the, the wide receivers and Prescott throwing the ball, because if they can't, you know, if, they, if, they're, if they're up in games and they're winning games comfortably and the defense is too good, then they're not going to be in shootouts and Prescott just, just won't need to throw the ball. So I think it's good news for Elliot and Pollard. I think the splits are really good. Um, but Elliot's getting all the goal line work and for as long as he's healthy, that's going to continue. Pollard's up, upside is capped and Elliot is a, is a strong RB2 next week because the Dallas are yeah. I would say um, Pollard can be played everywhere because he's getting elite usage now yeah. for, for you know 15 touches. We said this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? He could get he could be played everywhere, and I think you'd much rather him in your flex than some of the players. Yeah, agreed yeah. on that. Um, we move on to the Giants and six and one. Giants, Dan Jones, um, having another brilliant week. Beat night the Jags. Jags are favourite to win this, um, according to betting. But uh, yeah, so well, we'll come to you first. What are your thoughts on uh, on this? Yeah, so this 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 was a real um, eye opener, and it'll probably link into the bit of news as well. So just that start on the Giants side. Yeah, Daniel Jones probably his best performance fantasy wise of the season. I think Brian Dable's having a really good influence on him. Um, they're not making. They're not asking him to throw the ball deep. They're looking for the short routes, uh, Wondell Robinson, and they're looking at Bark to run the ball. And you know, he's he's you know sometimes he's sneaking and he's doing a little run here and a little run there. So you know the yards pick up and he's, he's rushing really well. So yeah, Daniel Jones is um is is looking looking good, not great, good. Um, and they're winning games. Uh, Saquon obviously Saquon. Um, and one Dale, you know, he's got eight eight targets, six receptions. So um, he's looking at he's looking like a viable number three option going forwards um, because they obviously the rest of the team can't get fit. So so yeah, he's a he's a, a hold if you've got him stash. Um, and then then the Jackson so Jacksonville side. I mean, this was a big game this week. I mean, I was saying it offline to some people who were, were asking for Travis Etienne uh, from me. It was always going to be, you know, it, the week was coming where he blew up and, and he became top RB. And this was the week, um, even though he fumbled one, you know, he still produced 18 points. Um, and obviously now with the news that James Robinson has traded away uh, to the Jets, I think Etienne now is, is a complete workhorse. Yeah. Three down back and it's wheels up for him for as long as he can stay healthy. Um, really good news now, isn't it? I think. It's good for James Robinson as well, obviously, the Jets, but, but you know, it's good news for, for them. Trevor Lawrence, my final thing, I will say, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I don't believe he's a, a, a good quarterback. I think he's a, points again, have been a 
the rushing touchdowns, it's produced good points for him. But he, overall, I still worry he's too inconsistent. Um, and I don't think he's taken enough step forward. So, you know, obviously they're going to keep hold of him because he was the number one overall pick. But uh, if I've got him, like I said before, in Dynasty, I, I want out. Just, I think that's across the board in the class, really, now. I mean, the quarterbacks, is a big worry that none of them are going to produce. But, again, I'm going to have some yeah, go on, Tony. No, I, I, I think. Can you? The big question for me is the receiver, and that depends on if you believe Trevor Lawrence is elite or if he was getting better this year or whatever. But I think the matchup. I think Christian Kirk's probably in play as the slot receiver rather than the outside guys. Um, you need to pop, kind of pick your matchups with those Jaguars receivers. And one thing I would say on the Giants, though, I, I think Daniel, you've got to be careful with Daniel Jones. I, I'm worried that these are spike weeks and you don't see consistency from him. I think he's been a real NFL quarterback and the, the record shows that. But for fantasy, um, he hasn't got enough weapons. And if they are in a game script where Saquon running the ball, you know, you rely on his legs, not his, not his weapons to catch the ball. So, um, yeah, I'm not being fooled by Daniel Jones. I've done that in the past and it's hurt. Yeah, speaking from experience there. So let's move on then. Um, we've got the Colts who have just announced that... Uh, there will not be a look at start about Ryan uh, and the Titans. Um, Titans winning this one, Colts in a bit of disarray. Um, Tony, we'll go to you first. Yeah, I really like the Titans in this game as a bounce back. I, I liked them before, even if Matt Ryan was full strength. The amount of throws that he was doing um, signifies really where the Colts are. They don't want Lions a joke. They're an easy team to target uh, for a defense against the stream this week. Um, with Ellinger coming in, it really, really hurts Pittman, doesn't it, really? Uh, yeah. We could talk about Pierce and Campbell, but they were a bit players anyway. Pierce's, um, Pittman's the one we want to talk about, really, for the Colts. Can Pittman do it with Ellinger? Um, we don't know, and I think that's the biggest question mark, because he was borderline wide receiver one the week, the week before. Um, it's, it's another buy-low opportunity for Taylor, though. Um, does anyone want to buy-low for Taylor? That's the question. <laughs> does anyone believe in, in the talent that he's going to turn it around? That's the question, I guess, for everyone. But, um, you know, if he's never going to be lower than this ever, I can, I can imagine, for the next three or four years. Yeah, well, what do you think of that? Yeah, well, just on Taylor, I think, I think the other thing you've got to just remember coming off an ankle injury so there is there is there is a lot of chance that he wasn't 100 percent wanted that extra last week so it's always difficult with an ankle to come back even if you have the rest time to be straight in so i agree with tony i think T- taylor is someone you know he's a foundation piece in dynasty uh even though he's a running back uh as we see down at any point but yeah his usage was really good he had a solid game but I don't know. I don't know which way it's going to go with the Colts with Matt Ryan. I don't know whether it signifies that Ellinger is going to start. They're going to change the offensive scheme, go more passing because he's got a better arm than Ryan, or it's a case of they go back to last year and think, right, actually, we'll just Ellinger will just be a game manager when the ball with Jonathan Taylor. If they did that, then maybe Matt Ryan would still be in the job. So I don't know. I think this week will be a really key game to to see where the Colts are, forward, and then you can sort of assess whether the wide receivers are worth keeping. To do, and then obviously, yeah, and Tennessee's not much else to say that Henry just getting just gets everything. They got no passing game, um, so yeah, just keep playing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and no one else. <laughs> no one else, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, because well, the other thing is, I think Tannehill got injured in this game. I don't think he plays next week. So I don't think it matters, does it really? I think if he plays or not, yeah. you can't start in season. No, agreed. Um, yeah, Derek Henry always back in. Green Bay, Washington. Green Bay losing to uh, to Washington, and uh, that's a string of losses. Now for Green Bay, now with a losing record, um, 
Tony and Escobar first. Who does Aaron Rodgers throw the ball to? Because there's none of this lot, surely. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, is Lazard injured? That'd be one to watch. But I don't. Even, he is. He's in a, His arms in a sling. Is it okay? I saw that as well. But what? I did. They're a mess. I don't even know where to start. So you can't play dubs. You cannot play dubs after what you just saw Rogers uh, and the amount of drops. Um, Randall Cobb's on IR. Sammy, Wack- Sammy Watkins will start next week. 100%. He'll start on the outside. He's back from IR. He looked terrible as well. He dropped an uh, easy first down, which Rogers was furious about. So it's going to be, you know, um, is Christian Watson back? I don't We lost. Quite lost him, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if he's back, and, and I would be confident starting. Um, I think Amari Rogers had some looks, but again, he obviously had a minor, minus points, but he, they were trying to get him involved in the game. So, yeah, I think the Green, the Green Bay have just got to make a decision whether they tra- try and trade for a wide receiver before their deadline. That's what everyone wants to fancy to see. The Moors maybe go there or or maybe I think a couple of seasons later than but ideally that would be the answer, but you can't see it. But I think the problem with Green Bay is that they're in such a weak division across the boards that even at three and four records, they got bills this week, they're probably three and five. They'll probably still end up making the playoffs. They won't win anything, but they're you know, they're in such a weak division uh conference that they'll still probably be there. Uh so yeah, but you can't can't start anybody. Aaron Jones so on the running, so just on the running backs, he, he seems to get in the usage. This completely faded Dylan, um, and I'm not sure why. He's a good running back, but Aaron Jones is the versatile runner, and he's had a blow up game. But he's probably a sell high because um, they, they run going And then Washington, Gibson back in the fold, got some, some good usage this week. Um, and still just going on some 20 carries. That, that, those two are going forward. I think McKissick, you can probably drop there in formats. Um, it's Gibson Robinson. Gibson looks like they're trying to put him in the momentum, the passing game. You won't see Brian Robinson again. And, um, and Gibson. So I think both of them probably uh, flexes going yeah, I agreed with that. Um, I've got AJ Dillon. It's been uh, it's a disappointing ride. Tony's having a couple of technical difficulties, so we'll we'll let him jump in when he's uh, when he's ready. Moving on to the Jets, though, we've touched upon it. The injury it was sad to see Brees Hall go down, especially after such a promising um, start to his his NFL career. Uh, and obviously, you mentioned Rob the news with uh, James Robinson coming in. But the Jets win five and two. Another New York team doing well. What are your thoughts on this one, Rob? Yeah, so, the, yeah, New York keeps winning, and um, it wasn't a good game to watch. Um, anything with Broncos involved is not good at that. Um, and I, I, I got, yeah, I was, I was devastated for Brees Hall because I think this, this could have been his complete, I mean, if he's already broken out, but this, this could have been a, an absolute monster game for him. Um, you know, he broke off a red, showed all his class, but he's gone down with an ACL. They also said there's a meniscus in there as well, so it, it just... It's sad, but it's going to be, it could end up just being another Dobbins and Akers and all the rest of them. It just shows how, how fragile the running back position is. Um, and yeah, if you've got him, in, I guess if you've got him in Dynasty, if you're not competing, then yeah, maybe try and pick him up. Or you hold him, but I guess you just don't know what he's going to come back like. He might not ever be the same player, and he certainly won't be ready for the beginning of the season. So yeah, really disappointed. Zach Wilson is, is, I'm not sure if he's been asked to play like this or he's just not he's just not taking that step forward. I had big hopes for him preseason. I was a believer in his arm. But I think the Robinson move indicates to me that they're going to still want to run the ball a lot. Um, and if that's the case, then Wilson's going to continue to be a non-starter in, in all formats. But if they try and throw the ball a little bit, I think Corey Davis got injured as well. So if they can get Elijah Moore back on the field with Garrett Wilson, just the two of them, um, and they open up the offense a little bit because you know, none of them are as good runners as Brees Hall, but they might be enough that they continue that way. I don't, 
I'll have to wait next week to see how the Jets but they're, they're at such a good position, they're not going to change a winning recipe, I think, at this point. Um, and obviously, the Broncos, they're just a mess. They just can't play anybody. Not even certain. I've got certain. They had nine targets this week, but they're, you know, they're ripping targets, so they're not good. We're hoping that um, this comes back next week, but I guess that's not made much of a difference to the offense. So at the moment, the Broncos are just all sits until further notice. Yeah, so uh, maybe the, the problem wasn't Russ after all, although his habits uh, leave a lot to be desired. Um, yeah, you're and going to see him as well. And yeah, I was going to say, you're going to see him? I, I yes. You're going to see him next week? <laughs> yes, I'm uh, going to see him in London. Um, yeah, should, should be uh, the Jags as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, Drink a lot because the football won't be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the plan. Um, yeah, so that should be good. This will be. Uh, well, we'll have to uh, do some sort of content from there. Maybe a video. Maybe after um, a few beers and uh, give you some maybe, players. Yeah, all oh, why not, mate? You know, I'll, <laughs> get on there. I'll cause a bit of a stir. Well, we'll get the get the name of the podcast out there for Jump Pitch, right? So uh, just maybe sure. for the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I did see someone tweet that, you know, the, the Bruce Hall injury might change the way people look at rookie drafts moving forward. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, yeah, this is another thing, you know, it's probably more for another episode where we could do maybe off-season things. But yeah, it's just it's such a fragile position. I think people have always been, you know, draft your running backs in rookie drafts and trade for wide receivers. Um, but I guess with the way the market is and the way things have changed, you know, the, the injuries have gone, I think it's probably safer to, to draft wide receivers. And um, I think maybe just go for the one elite running back and then just try and fit, fit in pieces on a week-to-week basis, you know, like, um, you know, your low-end starters and just muddle your way through because, you know, I've seen trades go down where people have invested so much to pick up running backs, you know, like a lot of draft capital. Um, and then they have them a week and they go down again. So it's, it's definitely changing. Um, but I guess you know if you if they stay fit and you've got elite running backs, then you're in a you're in you're in a good position to to win titles. But it's such a fragile position there that yeah, I think um, it's taken a bit of the shine value players for sure. Yeah, I agree. Just it really does hammer home the risk that um, that comes with our draft capital, as you mentioned. Speaking of elite running backs, though, let's move on to the Raiders. Josh Jacobs, three touchdowns. Um, saw the Raiders beat Houston, uh, thirty-eight to twenty. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so Josh Jacobs is, is just putting out a statement, isn't he? I think um, yeah. I, I, I've heard some things, and I, I, I tend to agree a little bit, that how many times are the, are the Raiders going to be in a winning position where they're up and they, they can run the ball with Josh Jacobs? You know, they're in such a, I guess, preseason, such a tough division um, with the likes of the Chiefs, um, the Chargers, that they would have to throw a lot. So. I don't see he's game script dependent because he gets all the work and he's getting all the carries, all the reception. So he's fantasy gold at the moment. So you've got to keep playing him. I think if you've got him in dynasty though, just to go back, I think if you've got him in dynasty and you're not going for a title, he's a certain sell high. If you get any, you know, I would take any first round pick for him. Look um, at his age. He hasn't got a contract. They might not. Him. But at the moment in redraft, you know, you've just got to live in the value that you've got on Josh James. Um, just playing confidence. Um, Devante Adams, you know, he had his he had his looks. You know, he had eight, nine nine targets, eight receptions, um, a solid outing. Didn't get in the end zone, but you know, he's in wide receiver. Just playing, again playing confidence. Um, the other side of the ball, though, I've just I've got cooks in, in a couple of places. It's just really concerning. Now, my my only take is on this. It's probably not right, but it's a bit of narrative. Is that his usage was what, and what they were asking him to do was all close to the line of scrimmage. I don't think they want to risk him anymore. Um, and I got a feeling he's, he's going to be traded in this next week too. I, I can see him. He's always been trading, traded. And I think I got a feeling that Houston is just going to let him go um, and get some fun. If they don't, then it's good news for the next couple of weeks because I think you're um, starting to lose work to Nico Collins, but he's pulled up with an injury. Um, but again, it's all about the running game. He's, the coach wants to run the ball. Damien Pierce shows in there. He's turning a bit like a Derek Henry and just getting all yeah. the work. But if you've got him again, if, you, if someone's got him in Dynasty, um, it's probably a sell high. 
fact of just where, where he was drafted um, just doesn't have the capital that would be confident in holding him past this season. But if you've got him cheap, you're using him in the reception. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Good uh, context there as well for some of those some of those trades people might be looking at. I've got Brandon Cooks, I'm hoping he gets uh, gets traded. Um as I've got TJ Moore as well, I hope he gets traded. So exciting couple of weeks for me. Um moving on to the Seahawks then. Great season there, I've been four and three. They beat the Chargers, my Chargers. Uh 37-23 Chargers just didn't seem to get going. Um but the running backs got their points. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so start with Seattle very quickly. Kenneth Walker now is is an absolute must start running back. He showed his class. Um, I, I talked to Antonio offline about this, um, <clears throat> whether he's now, you know, one of the top three or four running backs in Dynasty, um, just because of his usage. He's just as athletic as we saw Simpson Murray, same age, um, same draft, same draft class. So great, you know, wheels up for Walker, playing with confidence. Gino had a decent game, but just didn't find enough, uh, didn't find enough the end zone um, looks. Concerns for obviously for DK Metcalf, he pulled up in this one. He says he's okay, he doesn't need surgery, but I think this is a probably four to six layoff for me. Weeks. Um, they were talking about he trained this week, but I practice, but I'd be very surprised if we see the next few weeks. Um, the biggest asset they are four and three, so they are in a position, but um, I think Seattle is in is in a sort of module. Weird, but, uh, they're in a rebuild, but they're trying to rebuild and win at the same time. So Lockett did all right. You know, he, he had eight, eight targets. So again, he played him as a flex, two, two flex position. And then on the Chargers side, Herbert, I think he was saved at the end of the day. Um, a, a, bit, a lot of garbage time uh, points and touchdowns. So Again, he's a buy low if, if people are worried about him in Dynasty. I don't think it's going to be a great season for what I've seen. And obviously, with Mike Williams going down, got injured, didn't he? So um, he's going to be out a while, high ankle sprain. So he's lost that weapon. They've got a week off to rest. You, you would hope Keenan Allen's fully fit when he comes back. But they just can't seem to get everybody on the field at the same time. So I think this year is just going to be a you know moderate year for her. But I can't see him. Obviously, he's not going to get anywhere near he did last year. But again, his arm talent's too good to, to sort of fade him going forward. Um, and Eckler, you know, he, he's going to be the way the way the, the offense is working and, and the way the, the receivers are all going down. If Eckler stays healthy, he's absolutely the clear. Uh, I just don't think there's any doubt with the, the amount of usage on the reception. He's, you know, he's a 12, 12 for 12 in the, in the, in the um, passing game. Um, they don't even need to use him game. I mean, they can't run the ball that great. They don't need to. Um, he's just such a weapon. And Herbert looks to him all the time because he, he just hasn't got a deep threat at them. Obviously, Williams is down. They lost Guyton early in the season. So it's all through Eckler. So if you've got Eckler, you're absolutely position. But, but yeah, um, but they're not winning games. So the coach, I think, is going to be in the screen. Point yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of expectation on the charges coming in with some of the changes they had made. Um, People were talking about Super Bowl run, hasn't panned out. Like you said, can't get everyone fit at the same time. Eckler, I mean, you think about people who drafted Eckler so high, some people at you know, 103. Then there was that period where everyone said, let's move him on. You imagine some of the people who shifted him on and they're looking at these points. It is, uh, I mean, fantasy, it, it, it's fun and it kills you at the same time. Um, <laughs> Moving on to the, the Chiefs then. So the Chiefs beat San Francisco. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey debut with San Francisco. We weren't sure if he was going to start. He was looking at the playbook on the plane on his way to the Bay. So uh, he was he was always going to start. Um, what were your thoughts on this one? Oh, I know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Doing his homework on the plane. Getting exactly. it done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, just on the McCaffrey trade. So, uh, you know, there's lots of... Yeah, I was going to say, lots of things about McCaffrey. Um, I, when I first looked at it, I thought, this is fantastic. Going to 49ers because they're, they're so efficient running the ball. But then when you look at the usage that he had with the Panthers over his career, um, it, it's, he's not going to get that usage ever again with the 49ers. So the hope is that he's very efficient with his touches. Um, and Shanahan can sort of draw up plays where you know he's got lots of lots of gaps in 
in the run game where he can break off big big plays um, and then obviously try and resume the passing game. So I think it hurts the 49ers offense in general as far as the weapons. I think they all take a step back with their, with their usage. Um, so again, if you had the chance to sell Debo earlier in Dynasty, uh, should have, um, I think is now cap for Simplify you. And Kittle had a really big game. Though. They went to Kittle a lot, so it's good. But again, I think McCaffrey will affect, it'll either be Kittle or Ayuk as far as the most target share that appears. But overall, you know, the tight end market is so, so bad. If it's giving you any production like this, you're just be happy with what you've got with Kittle. Um, I don't even think, even if you wanted to sell him, you know, what do you replace him? So I think you've just got to Kittle uh, going forward. And then on the chief side, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, is showing why you should have taken him early in drafts. You know, we, we had this chat before about quarterbacks going early and you know, him and Allen, you just play and plug and you ne- you, you know, you're never, never concerned that they're going to produce good points. And, and again, he's produced after a slop pick early on, but still managed to put up 30 points. And then the receivers, you know, Juju, another big game for him. Um, people are saying, you know, people are going to say that Stand to find his groove and he's a bus buy. I, I think that the danger is for me still across all these wide receivers. Hardman had three touchdowns or three touches. Um, Valdez Scantlin had a game. It's, it's you don't know whether they're going to produce like this every single week. So I think it's a bit of a guessing game with the three of them. If you're playing them, you're playing them as low end flexes. Um, I wouldn't be confident, you know, if I was most confident, it'd be Juju uh, just because of his reception and eight targets. As a, as a low end wide receiver two, uh, wide receiver three, but on any given week, these guys could all fall flat. I guess that's that's the wide receiver market. But um, yeah, and then Kelsey had a, a decent game, just didn't get in the end. So. Yeah, and the running game finally. You know, people were saying that it was going to be a start for Pacheco as the main guy. I didn't. I didn't sort of believe that. I, I still think it was going to always be a split across the three, and it seemed and it worked out. To be that, you know, Edwards Gillet got in the end zone again, same as week. But he's a must sell. If you get anything decent for Edwards today, you should sell him. Um, um, coaching staff don't don't want to use one running back. Involve everybody, and it's the same with the wide receivers. They want to involve everybody. So, and it's working, so you know, everything so, so yeah, can't start anything. Yeah, no, agreed on that. There's a lot of people who held uh, CH for longer than I um, will be, uh, be scrambling to get rid of while we can. Um, moving on to Steelers then, obviously, what are your favourite teams, um, Rob? And, you know, the record shows that you were right. Uh, losing, again, to uh, this time to the Dolphins. Um, two us back. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so Pittsburgh, to be fair to them, I'll give them some credit this week. <laughs> <laughs> They did look. They, they did look a lot better. They looked competitive in this game. I thought they just got blown out by the Dolphins. You know, two at back and odds of playing hell. So they did well to stay in the game. It was a good game actually. It was a good watch. Um, Kenny Pickett though, you know, he's he's still a rookie. He's willing to throw the ball. I think if you've got Pickens, I think it's great news to keep Pickett in the in the lineup. It's a bit hard to keep saying Pickett and Pickens, but if you play them both, you know, you, you should feel confident playing Pickens when Pickett's playing. Um, he's, you can't start Pickett in one one quarterback leagues, and in two, it's a it's a risky play because he throws a lot of picks, and he did again this this game. Um, but he does throw the ball, and I think they'll be behind him most of the game. So he's probably a low end quarterback to starter. Um, Najee Harris looked looked better um, again. He had the usage, but he's just not productive. But as long as they can't score touchdowns and points, then he's you know. He's, he's, it's not viable as a, as a top top back, um, and then the wide receivers. You know, I mentioned Pickens looked great at uh, six of six. Looked tremendous. This was a mini breakout for me. For example, Pickens looks healthy, and then Deontay and Claypool. You know, Deontay struggling. I think he's he's turning into a bit of a bust this year. Times draft. I think um, people drafted him with the expectation of wide receiver numbers. He's not giving that. Um, and I don't think he's, even though he had, you know, he had 10, 10 targets from Pickett, uh, Pickett he, um, he didn't bring many in, which is the story of his life, really. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just 
I think Pickens will, will take the job. If they trade Claypool, then it's better. Go. It's still a bit of a, you know, can't expect through them to produce. And then on the Dolphins, Tua looked okay. He looked all right. I still think he's a bit, he risks his body too much. Though. I don't know if you've seen yeah. He's thrown himself in. He doesn't need to. I think that's just lack of experience and not playing the game at all. But if he takes another shot like that, he'll be out for the season. So uh, I do worry. They are. They do look a stronger offense when he's on the field. But I think later in the game, though, he started to miss quite a lot of balls to Hill, especially. Um, but Hill and Wazzle, they're just absolute starts. The target percentage share is just astral. Um, you know, Tyree Kelsey in 13 targets. I think he's having it better than he did when the Chiefs. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't get the long touchdowns as much. But I don't think he needs to. I think his lack ability and the way the offense is schemed for him. You know, I, I'm gutted I sold him one league in Dynasty because he, he's just he's incredible. He will be for the rest of the season. Yeah, agreed. Um, and it's good. There was a lot of, uh, obviously, when, it, when a player moves, um, there was a lot of suspicion that things were going to go down hill the hill, no pun intended, but he's, uh, he's doing well. Dolphins look good. Um, let's talk about the final game then. The Patriots making Chicago look like they've got fancy assets, which is uh, is a massive thing to do. Um, I mean, when you look at some of the scores, Fields got over twenty, Herbert and Montgomery both scored double figures. Talk to me about this game. I enjoyed it. So I, I think pre-game I was very very skeptical of the game. Didn't think it was going to be a good watch, but for three quarters it was really competitive. It was, it was good. I think you start with the Bears. I think Fields probably one of his better games. Um, he's starting to seem to, to, to what they wanted to run the ball more. You know, he's scrambling a lot more. They're designing some runs for him. So I think he out of the class now, he's probably looking like a, a stronger player just because of his running. I, I still think he's, he's questionable with his throws. He still missed a lot of balls um, and he still looks a little bit inconsistent. Probably a bit like Field, uh, Trevor Lawrence in that regard, but you know, he's got a safe floor now, I think, going forward with the running game. Um, that helps him. I think Montgomery and Herbert are both good runners. Um, it's disappointing for fantasy because you just want one of the two. But it looks like the staff, the, the coaching staff, want to play them both in a, in a timeshare. And it worked this week where they both had good production. They both scored. That won't happen every week. But it also allows having that, you know, Fields running ability opens the lanes for both of those guys. So... That's good, um, and that'll be good going forward. The wide receivers, though, for Chicago, just can't play any of them. I don't trust me. Obviously, he's had a, he's a complete flop. First, um, you know, he's had six looks this week. He hasn't scored points. He just he won't get enough targets and good targets from Fields. I think Fields is is, is growing more. I've got to run the ball. I want to run the ball, and if he doesn't run it, it's Montgomery. so, so yeah. So you've got to fade all wide receivers for the Bears. And then New England, who come into such strong favourites. I don't know what happened to um, Mac Jones. I don't know if you know, if he, if he went down, had a relapse, but they sort of switched in mid-game to Zappi. Um, got the crowd up, but, um, uh, you know, he started well, and then it, sort of, <laughs> it just all fell apart. You know, he was throwing picks and showing that, you know, Mac Jones is obviously the, is the better player, I think, if I'm ever doubt. But, um, but yeah, Zappi's a backup quarterback. Um, Stevenson though he's having a he's having a I think he's stealing the job from Harris I think the main reason for, for, for that is that he's a much better pass blocker um, for, for for New England and obviously the coaching staff really like that about him he plays all the third downs I don't know if Damian Harris had a third down um, from what I watched but it was all Stevenson so in PPR absolute monster especially when they're chasing the game because you know, the quarterbacks are not going deep for the receivers and they're peppering Stevens with targets. He's a very strong runner. Reminds, you know, he's a very much like AJ Dillon type runner. Um, and I think slowly but surely he's fading out Damian Harris. Obviously, he's out of contract at the end of the year. So Stevenson, if you get him, I don't know if you get him, but he's probably, again, we'll go back to the running back fragility of the position. But he, again, he's someone, if you want to try and make a run, he's certainly someone who should be targeted for that. And again, Stevens. Marker a couple of looks. Faunton had a couple of looks. You know, I like Faunton um, this season. He, he'll grow. Um, I think they just need to get Matt Jones healthy and playing. But I don't know if he's come back to it. But get the offense going. They'll be okay, but they'll be a, always be a run-first offense. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. The, on the point around the, the quarterback switch, they tell in the media that it was always part of the plan, but it looks okay. as though uh, Mac Jones was just benched. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, they're saving, uh, saving his brushes on that one. Um, but yeah, you're right. If uh, I mean, Stevenson, he's another one of those where if you could have got him earlier, same with Etienne, there was a, there was a real window to get Etienne cheap. Um, and now Stevenson is, is, is the player that said he would be. Obviously, the opportunity came to an injury, but uh, he seems to have taken um, That's it. That's all the games. So we'll be back Friday. Tony will join us. Um, yeah, he says he had technical issues. I reckon his boss came to the show. So to get back to work. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be back. We'll do stats and sits. We'll review the, the Thursday night game, which will be to see if the, uh, the Bucks can bounce back. Um, and yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Rob, thanks for, for sticking on um, while your partner left us in the lurch and, uh, and, and, and taking, the heavy, taking the heavy workload. Taking the heavy loads. You know, doing take, the Stevenson. Yeah, yeah doing it all. Mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, thanks for everyone for listening and we'll see you all guys on, uh, on Friday. So starts and sits. Cheers. And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore playactionpass and our website playactionpass.co.uk. We're always releasing uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content. So check out the feed, check out the website. Uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content. So please do play to us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, anything we can do to improve, anything you like, what you want to see more of, all of your questions. Uh, and we'll answer those on the show or we'll answer them on feed, depending on their agency. Um, to reach out to us individually, find Tony at LightTech7, Rob at TeamBest10, and me at MattMayFF on Twitter. Like I said, send us your questions, we'll answer them on the next episode, or if it's super urgent, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening and support.